We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Stephen, what would you say is the most popular pageant shoe in the business? Tippy tops, hand down. So tippy tops are a nude shoe by Chinese Laundry that have a huge platform so that pitch of your foot is supported, but you still get some like massive height. So this week, we are promoting Tippy Top's sister. Um, it's called the Teaser 2 by Chinese Laundry, and it's a metallic silver version. Because the nude works great for swimsuit, etc., it just falls a little bit flat in the flashier categories like fun fashion or talent, etc. Even evening gown, I guess it would work for. Because the nude is like very subdued, it's not to draw attention, but sometimes you want people to see all the flash. So Teaser 2 by Chinese Laundry is a metallic silver platform shoe, and it's a must for your closet. So I think that that would be kind of nice, right? If you're used to walking inside in the tippy tops and you know what mm-hmm. your sizes are, then it would be natural just to get the teaser too because it's the exact same shoe in silver, you know, because you don't have to change up your walk. You don't have to, like, guess on the sizes or anything like that. It's just, as you said, the sister shoe. Yeah, it's just it feels a little dressier to me than mm-hmm. the standard nude because it just matches with more of an evening look than I think the nude is. The nude goes literally with everything. But we've talked on the podcast before saying that it's kind of like the catch-all shoe. It doesn't really finish an outfit. I feel like the teaser too could do that for you. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so um, where can they find it? Um, How much does it cost? You know, is there shipping? All that stuff. So the regular price of the shoe is $79.99, but we are giving our listeners... 20% 20% off this week. So the total is $63.99, which is a great price for these shoes. You can find it at shop.pageantplanet.com. Free shipping, and you can always return. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the rules for the perfect pageant headshot. So Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, there are two totally different scenarios to consider when preparing for an upcoming photo shoot. So put your mind in this position. The okay. first is a novice photographer who was like first dabbling with the pageant industry. So they haven't done a lot of headshots. That's the first scenario we're talking about. Okay. The sure. second is a photographer that is so seasoned or like you're willing to like shell out the expense and they assume that like you know what you're doing and like they don't worry about like doing any of the styling Etc. So they were like, okay, here you are. Like, I'm just being paid to photograph you. So I'm going to trust that you know what you want from this, this photo shoot, etc. So you have like someone that doesn't know what they're doing or someone that knows what they're doing so much that they're not focused on your wardrobe, your outfit, etc. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I follow. I'd say there are very few vendors that are a perfect combination of a patient stylist or an excellent fashionista and also just are great photographers all in one. I think that is very hard to come by. So you probably should be prepared for the other two scenarios. So you can't assume that like the direction is going anywhere to be the best version of yourself without trial and error. Yeah, because you never know the personality of the individual taking a photo, right? Because everybody comes with a personality and every personality has its pros and cons, if you will. So if you have a photographer that's really hands-on and is like super... 
I guess, kind of anal, then they're going to be anal from the beginning and like make sure that you know what you're bringing all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you might have some that are anal, but they're not even thinking about you until you get in front of them. And then they're like, oh, why did you choose this? Like, Mm -hmm. what are your other options? And they get diva on you. Um, And then you have those people, as you mentioned, that are that are novice, that it's typically like kind of a trade out scenario or a discounted um, scenario. A lot of times if they don't have a lot of experience because they're like, well, I want to see how I can do on this. And they're kind of exploring this journey with you. So, yeah, I totally follow you. Well, I have, I have two kind of interesting stories here. The first is I grew up in a small town and we, when I got my start with pageantry, we weren't prepared to spend money for me to travel to go to a pageant photographer. So we went to a local photographer who did a lot of senior portraits, et cetera. (laughs) So that we like really fell into that first bucket where he, he really didn't know what pageants needed. He just knew what looked good. So he wasn't able to give me any kind of guidance or advice on wardrobe. That was all up to me. So you always have to like do your research, et cetera. But my favorite story of all time of a photo shoot, you're going to die when you hear that. (laughs) So I I went to modeling school again, a million years ago. And we like one of our jobs, one of our homework assignments was to clip out pictures and magazines of inspiration of the photos that you want for your portfolio. And they cover the cost of that with your modeling tuition. So my mom and I were like looking through magazines, having so much fun. I think I was a very awkward 14 at the time. And 14-year-olds today look amazing. 14-year-olds when I was 14 looked. Oh, we didn't have social media. (laughs) We didn't didn't have YouTube to help us, like teach us how to do our makeup. Like we didn't have it. We had the yellow pages, which if you're not familiar with that, is like a very thick book that lists out phone numbers. And that's Now you probably use it as a step stool. Yes. Yeah. Or a doorstop. Yeah. Yeah, Start a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Anything like that. So I looked through all these magazine clippings and we find this image of this girl in like half winter apparel but so it's it's like it's probably a perfume ad or something she was like in this evening gown that was flowing and it was snowing and she had gloves on though so it looked like kind of juxtaposed it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. so cue to my awkward execution I had like this really chunky cable knit sleeveless turtleneck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I wore with blue stri- blue striped beanie and blue striped winter gloves. Oh gosh, and, like, the visuals! This- oh, it's terrible. I I can give you a physical visual later. I am right. sure I have a photo somewhere. It's hysterical. <laughs> so I'm like taking these pictures of the stark white backdrop. So there's no scenery. There's no ethereal nature. And that photographer, like I walked in, he didn't think anything of it. He's like, all right, this is the look you want. Great. Like, let's do this. So like, you just have to be prepared when you're doing your headshots that you might not have an advocate on your side saying, oh girl, like we need to rethink this decision because you might end up with hat and gloves and a sleeveless turtleneck. But you know, you're Um, not alone though. I mean, like I I wish you were the only story that that is of girls showing up like that. But I can remember the girl that I, um, that I dated that got me in the pageantry. She, for her first pageant and she was in the Miss America system when she was doing talent, she was singing Oz and dressed up like one of the characters of Oz. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, you're doing a talent. You need to be in the thematics of it all. And you need to dress like that character rather than just oh, having an okay. evening gown. Right. And so she was mortified afterwards when she found out that nobody else did that. And so that's, you know, one of the reasons why we do this, 
podcast is to just help people not make those kind of rookie mistakes. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're not alone. And <laughs> thank 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 God above if you landed on this podcast before your very first headshot photo shoot. Yes, yeah. So I want to. Here's how we're gonna teach our listeners how to take that risk into their own hands so it doesn't happen to them. Okay. All right. So what's the what's the first pointer that you have for like the perfect pageant headshot? So the first pointer that I have is to bring options. And this point was inspired by one of our Instagram followers. Steven, do you want to read this? Sure. The Ken Lee Gardner. She said, I bring many different outfits just in case my photographer likes a specific outfit. And I like to bring snacks because you never know. (laughs) Also bring the necessities. So we'll dive into like the necessities in a little bit, but I want to talk about the first thing she said, which was the different outfits. So depending on the package you purchase with your photographer, you could have one outfit option or several, like they'll say, okay, you get three outfit options during this shoot time. Some will say you can change as many times as you want within your hour sitting fee. Some say you get one outfit. So whatever it is, um, pack two to three extra outfits per look that you get. So that could be a lot of clothing. So if you get three looks, you might want to bring six looks, um, or even eight looks, my goodness, like just bring a bunch with you and talk to your photographer ahead of time, show them the options, lay them out. Most of the time they'll provide their, their like opinion or colors or textures that would work, um, most effectively. And I will also say like note that tightly woven fabrics read best on camera. So anything where you're not seeing a lot of detail of stitching is probably best because overly textured materials can look worn or tattered on a high resolution image. So you want to remember that. Yeah. And you cannot expect your photographer to be an expert in your system or to Mm -hmm. be an expert in your age division. Um, now the benefit of working with a pageant headshot photographer is that they do have experience and typically they tend to focus in on certain systems and they know what systems do well. Um, but this is where it's really beneficial to work with, um, work with a pageant coach, work with an expert that's been there, done that because he or she can help you navigate <laughs> away from certain warning signs from these patterns that Jesse spoke of. Um, if you're a VIP member, or I'm sorry, if you belong to our membership portal at any level, you can upload your different wardrobe options. We'll help you select it based on the system, based on your age division and all that stuff. So like we can certainly help you out there too, but you cannot expect your photographer to basically be your stylist, your hair makeup artist, um, and knowledgeable of all things system. Their job is for taking the photo and knowing the appropriateness of like Photoshop, et cetera. And I will say this consult with your photographer before you start putting on your clothing options is so important because like Steven said, they're not necessarily a stylist, but they'll be able to look at the fabric and the color and say, okay, this would look great on like on you and camera, et cetera. Or they'll say, you know what, this might not read as well. And the second part of that, you like just hinted at Steven was Photoshop. So if you love an outfit and it's missing a stone, let's say, and you bring it and say, I really love the way this looks, but it's missing a stone here. Is that able to be edited? Or maybe it's a material that's a little bit sheer, 
sheer-er. Sheer-er. See-through, <laughs> see-through, maybe. And like you're afraid that it's going to be like too clingy or something. You can mention that to them and say, hey, I love the, the look of this neckline, but here's my concern. Is this able to be adjusted afterwards? Because they, they are the ones that can solve that problem for you. So be upfront. So bring those options. Walk through your concerns, what you like about each one, and they will like be able to guide you in that direction. But they're not necessarily going to say bring this color with this necklace. It's just, they're not, they're not all like that. So you don't, you don't want to expect it. Okay. Um, so the first option or the first point is bring options. What's the second point you got for them? So bring necessities. So Kenley just mentioned that too. Um, so Stephen, why don't you bring the inspiration from, read the inspiration from Instagram for this one? All right. So this comes from C green go six, six. She says clear deodorant, my own makeup, just in case various undergarments, makeup, wipes, a robe, slippers, lotion, and a hairbrush. So it is not the studio's job to equip you with the necessary supplies. So if you get deodorant stains on your top before you shoot, it could be edited out. But do you want your studio to spend valuable time editing out something that you could have prevented? So like I love that Cassie said clear deodorant. That's a great item. Or if you plan to wear a backless garment and forget that you're wearing a standard bra all day and don't have a backup, you could be at risk for retouching the line with your undergarments like and like makeup on your skin because they're trying to cover it. So those are all things to consider. So bring a robe that way when you're getting your makeup done, like you don't have to put any stress on your skin at all. And then like, I want you to think about your photo shoot as an elevated spa day. So bring all your necessary relaxing garments and features so that you not only feel Zen on your big day, but also have the most advantages to do a successful photo shoot. So you don't want any of the setbacks like, um, like indentations on your skin from other things. You don't want like, you don't want to get white marks on any of your clothes from your deodorant, like we just said. So you want to make sure that you're just like pampering yourself and putting yourself in a relaxing state of mind. Yeah, and sometimes those photo studios can be a bit chilly. So like, yeah, a thicker robe, even like your slippers, something like that can really help. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, you know, it, your photographer should see this, but you know, if you use your pull your hair back and you use a um, what is it the the twisty? It's not the twisty. Yeah. The hair tie. Hair tie, yeah. Yeah. So, and you put it on your wrist. Girls have a tendency to forget it on their wrist, and then you take like 30 photos of it on your wrist, and then you're having to pay the photographer extra touch up time potentially to Photoshop it off your wrist. So, just, you know, be cognizant of that. Don't put it around your wrist. When you're done with the hair tie, put it down. Yep. Exactly. Like when you arrive, if you're getting hair and makeup done at the photo studio, just go ahead and show up like hair blown out, no makeup on in your robe and that way you have one less thing to pack like you don't need to show up at your photo shoot looking like a rock star because you're just going to change and you don't want to wear the clothing that you're going to wear in the shoot there either because you don't want to run the risk of it getting wrinkled or spilling something on it so bring it all in a really nice garment bag keep it protected show up like you're about to head into a facial yep perfect okay so what's point number three to getting the perfect pageant headshot Yeah, point number three is to prepare for variety. And Stephen, why don't you read this? All right. This comes from Pageant Particulars, and they say, I suggest to my clients to take a simple ponytail holder. Try at least one pick with a low or side pony. Yeah, and even if your entire Pinterest page of inspiration for your photo shoot consists of big traditional pageant curls, don't be afraid to take a risk and change up your style. And I can remember like one of my favorite headshots of all time. I came onto this. It was like the first year I came on the scene and all of the contestants had like big long hair, 
a lot of curls, et cetera. And one contestant had a very sleek, deep side part and a low ponytail. And it was just like all about her face. And it stood out among the crowd. And that always stayed with me that my eyes always went. I can't remember what anyone else looked like in their headshot from that year, Stephen. And it was 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. But I distinctly remember hers because it was so different. So I really appreciate this variety. So I don't want you to be afraid to take a risk and change up your style. Um, because the more interesting you're willing to get, the more intriguing you could be for the judges. And Stephen, I think I've heard you say before too, that like you love Renata's hair in a ponytail. Oh, absolutely. I think it's the most classy thing that, that she, or that girls for the most part do is like when they have that slick back ponytail. And the thing is with Renata, she does not like her hair in a ponytail um, because she has this thing about her ear. Like one of her ears looks a little different and she's like really self-conscious about it. Um, but I'm like, you look amazing. You should totally do that. So, um, you know, I, in this case would be the judge. She, in this case is the contestant. So for you, you might not like a certain look on you for whatever the reason, but, like the judges or the photographer or like your coach, they they could be like, no, this is really a good look for you. And this is a mm -hmm. perfect case where you can test it out and you might yep. come to really like that particular image because oftentimes it's the things that we're insecure about with ourselves. It's really our, it's our superpower. Like Tyra yep. Banks, she for the longest was insecure about her big forehead. And then she met like a photographer is like, wow, if it wasn't for the size of your forehead, you ne never would have been a supermodel. It gives all these interesting shapes and angles on the camera. Mm. So it was like, oh, wow, this one thing that she was insecure about made her career. So uh, it could be the same way for you. And you don't want to have your hairstyle the same in every single photo. Like you'll want to do with both both sides of your hair in front. You'll want one side of your hair in the front. You'll want kind of swept back to one side. You'll want to try a ponytail because you just never know what's going to look best. So like you don't want to finish your photo shoot and your hair is exactly the same in every photo and you hate it. <laughs> and then like, what do you do? Like, you have no other options. Yeah. There's always that time, right? When um, you take a photo and you think you look like a smoke show, right? Like you're just <laughs> stunning. And then you see mm -hmm. the playback and like, Womp womp. And you just like you, you're like, oh, I look busted there. I thought I totally nailed that one. And then other yep. times you feel like an awkward like mannequin. Your body is all contorted, and then on camera it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So there's just always those. I just slapped a microphone out of my face. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you must be getting very. Oh yeah, I'm very already. getting very into this. I'm, you got to understand here. Um, anyways, yeah, that was the story. My me slapping the microphone threw me off. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'll say too, like even, even facial expression, like lifting your chin, putting it down and the, your photographer will most of the time guide you through those different facial angles, but the variety is key to capturing a great headshot. You need to be able to move around, work different angles, try different hairstyles, different makeup looks, et cetera. So be prepared to just change it up throughout. So you get that option. That's great. Okay. So if you were to summarize all these points that we spoke about, how would you summarize it so that the individual listening can get the perfect pageant headshot? So I would just say that be prepared to be flexible. Bring several colors, several necklines, um, and consciously bring your own stylist if one is not provided to you, so someone that will be an advocate. If one is provided, discuss with them the different looks you are hoping to achieve um, and any aspects you want 
them to look out for. Like if you know, okay, I have a cowlick on my hair and it bothers me. Can you just like keep an eye on it, make sure it's under control in the photos? Um, like in a high fashion shoot, messy hair might be a good thing, but for a pageant headshot, it may distract from engaging judges with a first impression. So take examples from Pinterest or your favorite title holders with you um, and discuss them with all the stakeholders that will be at the shoot. That's great. And if thanks again for listening. And if you've received any benefit from the show or for the ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. And I want to also announce that we're now on Pandora. So if you listen to Pandora, you can certainly check out our podcast, Pageant Planet, on Pandora as well. Thanks so much. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.